And welcome everybody to another special episode of the Animaniacast. And welcome everybody once again to the Animaniacast. This of course is the podcast that's dedicated to the animated television series Animaniacs as well as other shows within the Rugerverse, you know, those shows like Tiny Toon Adventures, Pinky and the Brain, and Freakazoid. But today, once again, we are traveling back in time. We're going to go over to Fan X just a few weeks ago, and uh, boy, oh boy, that was... I'm still, I'm still recuperating from the fun, from the excitement, in case you didn't know, and... How, would, how could you not? I've been talking about this on Twitter and Facebook and everything for the past few weeks. Uh, Paul Rugg and Tom Ruger uh, made their way over to FanX. And uh, if you didn't listen to our previous episode uh, for the Animaniacs panel that they were a part of, uh, well, you should. Yeah, you should listen to that. And today we have another panel for you. That's right. We are sharing audio from Jess Harnell's panel yeah you all know jess he's the he's the rock star personality that cannot be contained he's also the voice of wacko warner as well as many 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 other uh cartoon characters and uh he is a salt lake city staple (laughs) even even more so than funeral potatoes which side note we did learn apparently you're not supposed to eat funeral potatoes unless it is a funeral. Uh, this is something that uh, we found out from one of the folks coming toward the booth, and we found this out after uh, Tom and I had eaten funeral potatoes. Uh, whoops. Oh, well. <laughs> but, yeah, as Jess Harnell, he goes to Salt Lake City each and every year. He loves it there. The fans there love him as well. The whole... You know, it's 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 practically at this point the Jess Harnell convention. People love to see him, and he always brings the energy. And he has a he has a lot of fans coming to see him each and every year. So we're gonna go and uh, listen to the panel. It's fantastic. You know, always great stuff. But before we do, I have a special sample of an interview here that I did with the Warner Brothers Water Tower itself. That's right. If you check our postings online, you'll see uh, that a cosplayer named Tambria came over to the booth, and she was dressed as the Warner Brothers Tower. It is an amazing costume, such a creative idea, and she even has uh, Yakko Wacko Dot Pinky in the Brain uh, retro plushies uh, kind of coming out of the tower as well. Such a cool uh, costume, and. Here she is just telling us a little bit about what it was, uh, what what she made the, the whole tower out of. So let's, let's get to that real quick. So the base parts are like one of those cone hats that you can get in an Asian market. That's the base for the hat that holds everything up and together. And then the um, body of it is just foam encased in fabric. And then... Um, the, um, the water tower apparatus, you know, the, the poles that go down, um, those are just, um, wrapping paper rolls. Wrapping paper. Yeah. And then just cardboard and popsicle sticks. And then originally I made the ring part out of glow sticks, those glow necklaces. <laughs> very very so so it took a, so how how many hours would you say did this take all in all I honestly don't remember at this point um I don't know maybe 50 hours it's dedication right there Tambria thank you so much for joining us and t- telling us about the and everything this is very awesome thank you yeah you're welcome so yes thank you Tambria for stopping by the booth and 
Of course, you can. She she was in the back of the Animaniacs panel as well. So in our previous episode, you heard, you'll uh, hear Tom. He said, uh, "You know, we have to thank the the water tower coming from all the way from Burbank." Well, that was that was Tambria right there. Uh, such a cool costume. So make sure you check out our social media uh, platforms: Twitter, Facebook, etc., uh, so you can see the picture of that now. Let's go ahead and get to Jess Harnell's panel. Jess is uh, one of a kind. <laughs> he uh, had the coolest outfits on once again. I mean, I was right. I got to be right up close next to him for the Animaniacs panel. I have to say that uh, I did invite him on this uh, panel. I said, I gotta, I gotta book you on the Animaniacast. If you know, that'll be my one goal for Fan X and. Yeah, unfortunately, I did not book him for the anime cast anytime soon. But that, that, hey, hey, we'll get him eventually, right? We got to get Jess on here eventually. I mean, we've had Rob and Maurice on many times, so why the heck not? Let's get Jess on here. So, Jess, if you're listening, animaniacast at gmail.com. Give us an email, and we'll set things up. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get to the panel right now. And, uh, yeah, here it is. Jess Arnell. Italian. We will boo you. <laughs> and the guy with the hair right here is going to start the booing. 
Other than chess, that's the best lettuce in the building, right there. Look at the face. This is like a doll was enchanted and came to life right there, dude. You are beautiful, and I'm always so happy to see you. Let's start it up. Go ahead. What's your question? Hi. I was wondering what your favorite segment to do on the My favorite chipmunk to do on the enemy? No, segment. Segment? We had chipmunks on it, man. My favorite segment. Okay, I really liked that one, I'm Mad. You guys remember that song when he goes, I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm hot. I like that a lot. And I like the potty emergency because I just had one in the hall. And I like, do you know what I liked? And I, a lot of people don't know this one, is that we did like what called the 25th anniversary special where there was this whole, yeah, where there was like Jim Cummings playing, goes, oh my God, I got this little high voice. And we, we just like dropped stuff on him and kept killing him, and I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> the beautiful part about cartoons is you can drop things on people that kill them, but there's no permanent damage. That's, that's what I draw the line. I love you, and those are my favorite. My favorite segment right now is looking at you because I love you. Okay. What now, David? Are you good? I know. I'm so grateful that you guys took the time out of the day to come here, man. Thank you so much. Target and buy a table and just set it up in the middle of the room. Princess and the Frog because you know the restraining order. Well, I could do something else. I could do something else, but I think what's nice about it. See, here's the way I look at that. That ride, my first character voiceover job I ever did was Flash Mountain. Was Flash Mountain. And for a long time, it made a lot of people happy, which made me happy. If it's making people unhappy, then it's cool. I get it. I don't want anybody to feel bad. And if I, since I'm not going to be represented on it, my great friend Jim Cummings will be. So that makes me. Uh, yeah, is this jazz? My son Raymond has your wallet, right? And I went, ooh, 
Like, give me a ooh. Yeah. Okay, well, dude, I don't take that stuff. So what I did is I waited until Ray was out of the house, and I knew his dad was like a, a bastard. And I called his house, and his dad was like, hello. I go, Dad, it's funny to me that you suck, bro. Right, I imitated, I imitated his son to his dad, and his dad beat the living crap out of him. But my impression was so good it fooled his dad, bro. So I love your question. That's, that's true stuff. I never told that story that account before, did I? He's been everywhere with me because he's my parole officer. Yeah, he'll tell me, what's his boy at school? That's him, not me. I'm good. Yeah, dude. And are you worried that he gives your Gene Simmons? Yeah. Do you guys know that the Shadow gives some Gene Simmons? He lives two doors down from us. So you're both guests here this year. Are you worried he'll find out that? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, this is exactly what I wanted, bro. These are the kind of questions that I want. It's like, listen, here's the funny thing I'm going to tell you, okay? So Shatner, when he sees me in the neighborhood, we have all these weird encounters. Like what we had recently, he was walking by my garage, and I was down in the garage doing something, and he walks by, and he's with his wife, and everyone does, he goes, hey, Gene. And I think he thinks it's cool that he lives there, Gene Simmons, right? And I never told him I was Gene Simmons, my neighbor did. So uh, <laughs> the last time he was not peace in kiss, isn't it? Right, and my neighbor goes, yeah, yeah, he goes, I know he's got that big top, and he got a big kick out of it, right? So he's walking by my, my garage, and he goes, Hey, Gene. And he raised his hand, and I went like this. I went, hey, Bill. And just out of the spur of the moment, I went like that. <laughs> and he goes, oh, believe me. And he holds up one finger, and he goes, I intend to. And he walks forward. <laughs> so what I like about that is I got this image of, like, Shatner going to work next day, going, you know what this means? This means I rock on. Gene Simmons stuff in it. And it's so great. Your question. I was on a radio thing, guys, for 95.5 KLOS in Los Angeles, and they used to do these things where they would literally read a movie script. Mark Hamill did it with me one time, a bunch of people. And they go, oh, man, we know you do Shatner. The DJs go, we, do, we know you do Shatner. And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go, well, he's here. Do you want to say hi? And I'm like, oh, no. Because <laughs> I find way, you guys, please don't go over and see him and say, that's not Gene Simmons. You'll ruin the whole thing. <laughs> It's been going on for literally 22 years. <laughs> 22 years. So he's sitting in there at this radio play, and they go, you want to say hi? And I go, oh, come on, man. They'll love it. They'll love it. Like, say hi to you. And I'm like, okay, okay. And they drag him around. I thought, well, it was fun for eight years, whatever it was. So he's looking at his script, and he's sitting there in this chair, right? And they go, hey, Bill. He goes, oh, uh-huh. And he's looking at the script, and they go, oh, we got somebody here you might like to meet. He's a great voice actor. He does this. He does this. This is Jess Harnell, right? And I hold my hand up, and he goes, just like this, hear me, hold on your hand. He goes, yeah, good to see you. And he looks right <laughs> Oh, no. 
Rock is much cuter than Paul Rudd. Yes. Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Freakazoid. We all love Paul Rudd. Okay, tell me what do you got? Well, uh, just Paul Rudd and I are uh, down there. We have booze. Uh, we're we're food bar adjacent, so. So they can get a pizza and an autograph, dude. You can't pick that. So stop by, we're by the hive. And anyway, we'd love to see. So I, I want to stop by and tell you. At least, Jess may have told the story before, but I want to give you about Jess's audition for Animaniacs. Now we have been trying to get the voice for Wacko for weeks, weeks. We have people coming in, and we're down to literally the last day. And every Voice, every voice actor that came in said, all right, the voice of Wacko. And what would they do? They would go, Wacko, Wacko, Wacko! And this was true. Yeah, it's the name, right? About every, every voice uh, in town. So. They all suck, dude. <laughs> it's literally the last day we have scheduled for auditions. And the night before, I thought, how are we going to get this voice? So I, back then, before the internet, I would buy a, a yearly World Almanac, right? And, and you page through it, and there was a celebrity section. There were celebrities that have passed away and current celebrities. So, as, and, and Gene here, <laughs> just came in uh, the room, and we had never met. And uh, Andrea Romano, our voice director, voice guest, had, we had never met the guy. We said, oh gosh. And literally, he's the last scheduled audition of the day. And this is our last scheduled audition, and we were going to have to call the crazy junk voices we had uh, and send them off to Mr. Spielberg, and hopefully they do. Yeah. So he comes in, and he's doing kind of what the copy says. But then we started. So do you do you do audition? Do you do uh, impressions? And he said, oh, I don't do And he he gave us some, you know. For walking and different things, and he went around. Wow, he really doesn't. So I had the almanac here. So I start paging through the names, and you know, go pop through celebrities, and I, I only get to the bees, right? And I say, and Andrea's up there, and giving him, you know, I'm like, uh, I said, oh, the the Beatles, and and Andrea leans to me, uh, just do, do you do any of the Beatles? And what did you say? Said, which one do you want, man? Because <laughs> the truth is, look, I don't know if you guys have seen me do this before, but ever since I was a little kid, it was like a party trick. What are you going to do? Stop doing the Beatles, right? You're going to with John. And John's voice to me always sounded like it's located in his nose. It's very nasal. It's like this sort of big piece of chance. You know, can you go pay the balls for it? It's much more friendly, you know? And it's like around itself. It's a bit higher than bitch, you know, it's like that. Then this George and George to me always sounded like he had a cold and was congested. And it's not very you know. No, it's Ringo because of this, and I got him suffering, and I got a piece of little piece of little. So you got all four of the Beatles, right? Well, we took, I think, two or three of Jess's Beatles. I think uh, we said, I think we said John, uh, Paul, and, and Ringo. And, uh, Stephen had a, we had ten other voices, and, and Stephen had to, well, I like three of them. I like three of all the voices. We said ten, and, and, and they're all just doing the Beatles. So Paul Rush down there, waiting for all of you to stop by uh, the food court. Thanks. All right, seriously, you guys, he's one of the greatest writers that I've ever had the uh, blessing to perform. And this guy, without whom I love him so much, Tom. This is Eliza. Eliza, you guys are looking at the next great sportscaster of all time. She's the top in the world. She's a badass, and we love you. And go ahead, Lena. No, I know, man. I do that to myself all the time. Uh, what was your favorite song to sing as Black Lightning? Well, you know what? I gotta say, you guys probably remember a little bit of Before they kicked me out and asked me to leave the premises, 
They used to say, dude, you're going to end up in prison or on the streets. And I said, no, man, I'm going to be a rock star. Well, you know, that sometimes things work out differently. But the point is that I could go back to school after singing that song, and they could say, Louisiana, I'm like Baton Rouge, you bastard. How about that? From that song, and if you pay attention, it's like you know, Paul said with the nicest hand, the nicest man, I think it can make a better movie. You know, it's Bobby, if you ever see Robbie in a parking lot of like a lucky supermarket, and you go, Hey, dude, will you sing me out? Those United States had a nice hand, he loves it, bro. He's got my heart, he'll sing it all day, but that might have been. That might have been my favorite just because it's not only fun, but it's educational and it like it teaches you new stuff in a fun way. And I always think it's better to learn stuff in a fun way than you. But you know, like, you're, you're like, I just, I'm a big fan of yours, you know that. But I love you. Alright, come on. Alright. Now that's an awesome costume. Just so you're aware, we've only got about 30 minutes and we got about 30 people. No, but listen to me, listen to me. If you don't get your question done, you guys, and even if, okay. Listen, I got a table downstairs. Where is it, dude? It's downstairs. It's downstairs. <laughs> and if you guys, if you guys are want to come to my table and you can ask me your question and stuff, if you want to buy something cool, if you don't want to buy something, you can still ask me your question. I would love to see you because you guys are not my fans. You guys are my friends. It's because of you that I get to do this, and your support means a lot to me. So I love you. You can come see me ask me whatever you want. Go, dude. <laughs> Firstly, hello again for the third time. Wait, well, I see you can't listen. You can't bust me for not knowing who you are because you're just like a constant hello again. Yeah. Um, uh, this is a voice acting question. I need to go. Um, in addition to like acting and singing, what would you say is the third element to make you a triple threat in voice acting? Wow. Would it be like improv, endurance, that middle of life? These questions are really good. They're much better questions than you ask me when I go up to them. <laughs> You know what, man? Listen, this is a good piece of advice just in general, but it's for myself too. I think that the reason that I have maintained the level of work that I've maintained for as long as I have is because the more fireplaces that you have irons in, the more chances that something is going to burn. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to limit myself, and it's like a lot of voice guys, you know, the promo guys who just do this, or you are, or you know, new episode tonight. All those guys, they do that, and it's great. Right? But I'm like, well, I'll do that, but I'll do cartoons, and I'll do voice match for celebrities when they're not available, and I'll do, I'll do singing, and I'll do singing impressions, and I'll do commercials, and I'll do, I've been the announcer for America's Funniest Home Videos for 30 years. Yeah. So, it's like, it's like, so my answer to your question is, it's like, you don't want to just, if you can, you don't want it to be a triple threat, be a quadruple threat, and a quintuple threat, and a sextuple threat. The more stuff you're doing, yeah, the more you can't do it. Then let me say that for Twisted Tears. But here, I'm telling you, man, it's like the more stuff you're good at, the more chances you're going to be able to put it to good use. Right? So, so magnify your strengths and make as many of them as you can. Thank you, brother. You're welcome. Thank you. How are you? How are you doing, my heart? What are you doing, brother? I did not do it fantastic. And you know what's cool? That guy, when he first came up, he wasn't smiling. I thought he was going to come up here and kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I would never do that. I know, but that's good because, you know, he's, I love him, but he's kind of a little bitch. So, <laughs> so I want to take away from all the voice acting and go into uh, Rock Sugar. Yeah, I love Rock Sugar, so I just want to know, I didn't tell you this um, last year when you went to the uh, toy drive. Yeah. Um, I want to know is how did the whole band came into play and um, will we see a reunion tour? Dude, you're so awesome to ask that. In fact, hang on, I'm going to get you a little, a little teaching aid here, as I said. So, I have this band. Okay, now some of you guys know about it, some of you don't. It started as a goof. I just thought it would be funny. I said, wouldn't it be great if there was like an 80s hair metal band, and at the end of the 80s, they got shipwrecked on an island, and they had nothing, but they were like metal, they were like Def Leppard or Guns N' Roses, and at the end of the 80s, they got shipwrecked on an island, and all they had to listen to for 20 years was pop records from the 80s, so they got brainwashed, and they started thinking Madonna was heavy metal, and like Paula Apple, and Rick Springfield, and Journey, and they started thinking all this stuff was heavy metal. So we made a video, and the video went viral, right? Play it and I'm gonna show you something. So we made this video, and the video totally went viral. 
And I kid you not, you guys, we just did this at Goof. We started opening up for like Aerosmith and ACDC. And like the huge, the biggest crowd we played in front of was 80,000 people, which was like my bottom. But, but did it. I'll show you like a second of this. So do you guys know the song Andrew Sandman by the time? This is us, okay? Yeah! Wait, okay, wait. So we're doing metal, right? I'm up there, you know. Okay, let's take it. Then it goes to this. Hey, 
Thank you. Uh, Joey from the Animani cast here. Hi, hey, Joey. Joey how are before you? the con is over, yeah, I got to book you on the Animani cast before the con is done. I'm ha- my question, however, is about you uh, with uh, Bernadette Peters. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago, I saw you in Phoenix, and you had the, the funniest stories about meeting Bernadette Peters, and, and yeah. Could yeah, you please tell us? I, I don't really have a filter, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. As an excuse to be a jerk, and I don't want to be a jerk, so I say I'm on the filter, but I always try to be nice and polite to people because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But with Bernadette Peters, she came in, you guys know who she is, she's a great Broadway star, she played Rita on Rita. She came into the studio one day, and like, you know, Robbie and Tress are over there going, Oh, it's such a privilege to meet you. It's so awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. And I walk in, you know, I'm like a sheepdog, I can walk in like a smile over the and I go, Wow, you're so little, can I pick you up? No, she did. And she goes, sure. And I go, wow. <laughs> I killed her in the other room and everything. And she, she really dug it, which is good because she's a lot more powerful than me. She's probably going to have me fired. Yeah. <laughs> she was cool about it. And I found it, that a lot of the time, you know, by, by behaving in an irreverent way, I got another one for you. The first time I met Spielberg, I'll tell this quickly, we were standing in a receiving line at a big party for Animaniacs, and Steven comes out, and he looks just like Steven Spielberg, and he's like, that's Steven Spielberg, he's got the hat on, right? And he walks down the lane, the, the aisle, saying hi to everybody, and he's got a guy behind him reminding him who we all are, our credits and stuff, and he gets over to me, and he says some nice things about Pan Wacko, and after he was done saying it, he was on the cover of Time Magazine as the highest paid, like, filmmaker of all time, standing on dollar signs or something like that, that, like, the previous week. Mm-hmm. So he comes over and he says all these nice things, I'm shaking hands with him, when he finished, I go, can I be honest with you? And he goes, okay. And I go, I don't really hear anything that you just said to me, because the whole time you were talking, all I could think about is how much money you must have in your wallet right now. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I pause it, and trust me, being a friend, well, they're really good. Stare at me, he kind of stares at me, and all of a sudden he goes, It's a lot. <laughs> and I go, I go, I go, what? I go, seriously, I go, it's been like 45 seconds, that's gotta be like 20 large. And he goes, Something like that. And I go, Good, now you know, I go, You know what? And he goes, What? I'm proud of you. Right? Like, I have to be the And he goes, He goes, Oh, thanks. And he walks away, I'm gonna do that, he walks away, and he goes, Good. So everybody's kind of looking at me, like, Oh my god. And Spielberg turns around and goes, Hey, Jeff. And I go, yeah? He goes, you want to get a drink? And I go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the moral of the story is, don't be afraid to get a little nuts. Yeah. At least you don't hurt anybody. Yeah. You know, that'd be cool. But yeah, and, and then he invited me over to his office, which looks just like a really, really elegant taco bell. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. So anyway, long answer, quick question, and it's nice to see you. Thanks, Jess. Okay. How are you? Listen, you know what? These pants, I got my wife to kill They were a dress. Okay? Well, my wife got this dress, and I got so jealous that I went and got more of them. We took them to our tailor who makes all this stuff for us, and I said, I want pants. So basically, I guess this is my way of saying that I'm an extremely heterosexual transvestite, but I'm in the best of ways, you know? I would have nothing to wear. Thank you for that. That was beautiful. These guys, these guys are two 
of my favorites because I wanted you to know something. I've been here for a lot of years. A lot of you guys come every year. Every year they come and see me. Can I see that? Oh, give me that. Give me that. This is awesome. Every year they come and see me. And I have signed this every year for the last like 12 months or whatever year after year after year. So let's hear it for them. You know, it's funny too because people ask me about like vocal production and stuff. And like I do, I, for instance, this is a good example. I do uh, carpet for a lot of the South Park video games and stuff like that and silver products. And people think that voice would be hard to do, but it's actually not. I don't know why you had this fucking silver production. It's like, hey, you guys, you know. That's not hard to do. But you know what it's hard to do? It's like, when I have to look how long it's really hard because I can feel it in my throat. The tongue's all Robin Paulson in your main ballroom 
5,000 people screaming their heads off, felt like a rock show. And it's like, you know, when you play a sport, if you play with really eight great players, it makes you play better. Well, those two guys are freaking legendary. So we all gave it our absolute best. It was the most fun I have ever had in the Twisted Tunes until tomorrow.
She's like, dude, you look like you're in a death row for treating you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We will have some uh, additional panel audio, hopefully, in the future, uh, including Freakazoid's 50th anniversary special, which we did over at FanX, and that was a blast. But if you'd like to get some, uh, oh, I don't know, behind-the-scenes stuff of what it was like to to be at FanX and little rundowns, I have some video, uh, exclusive videos over at our Patreon, patreon.com slash animaniacast. You can go back in time and watch me slowly lose my mind <laughs> at FanX. In the meantime, uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, on every podcast player out there. And hey, you, you are the, my wonderful uh, co-hosts who are not here today, Nathan, Kelly, follow them on Twitter as well. Nathan is Django FT, and Kelly is Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. So go and give those two a follow as well. Hey, you guys have been a great audience. Thanks so much for listening once again. Couldn't do this show without you. We wouldn't do this show without you. So, for Nathan and Kelly, for all you folks out there, this is Joey saying, Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademarking copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Fabu. Fabu.